Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Lakeside Church. My name's Chris Martinez, and I am so happy that you guys are here. It has been a great, great season, a great year. We're grateful for all that God has done, and we are coming up into the Christmas season, which we think is one of the most um, awesome, one of the most special times of the year. We get to celebrate the fact that the Word became flesh, the incarnation of the Son of God, and um, it's just it's just so special. And so would you guys pray with me um, real quick before we start this message? <clears throat> God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to serve you. Lord, you, you are the, the good shepherd. You're the teacher. This is your house. We're your people. And so we ask in Jesus' name that you would speak and speak clearly and help us to understand and give honor and glory to the Son of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as we are gathered here, um, I just want to put a um, just a thought. I know that this season is, um, for a lot of people, it's some of the favorite time of the year. Um, as soon as they can, they get all their Christmas decorations out and you know, the house gets decorated and it's time for family and fun and a time for um, just to celebrate, celebrate life. Um, But for a lot of people, it is, it's really difficult. And um, I was talking to somebody today and he said, uh, actually today, this Sunday um, is the anniversary of when one of his uh, best friends uh, took, took his own life. And we, we do remember that for a lot of people, it's difficult and it's hard and it's painful. And so in the midst of all of our joy and celebration, we want to keep our hearts open to to the people that that aren't in the same place we are. In fact, um, the other night, Thursday night, um, my girls, um, my kids there, they're not paranoid, but but they're vigilant. You know, we always teach them, you know, to, to be careful, to watch for your surroundings, to see who's out there and to don't trust anyone. Um, even in church, sometimes we tell them, I say, you know, don't, we don't trust anyone. You know, we, we love people, but, but we're careful and we're vigilant and we're watching what's going on. And, um, so they see this car and it's parked out in front of our house and it doesn't belong there and it looks kind of strange. And so they're like, daddy, daddy, there's a car out there. What's going on? So it's, it's after work. And so I go out there and, you know, I just, I figure, well, maybe my presence, you know, sometimes when you walk outside and somebody sees you and they're not supposed to be there, they'll kind of, they'll just leave and take off. So I went and I, um, kind of went out there, checked the mail, got things out of the car. And, and the whole time, you know, there's, there's, you ever have like two, two voices in your head or, or two things going on. So there's, there's part of me that wants to really do bad things. And there's part of me that wants to love and to, um, see what's out there. And so I checked the mail and and I'm out there and they, and the guy, the guy could see me, but, but he doesn't leave. And so at this point I said, all right, well, let me go walk up and just see, see what's going on, you know, just to let them know we, we see this car there and maybe they need help or something. I don't know. So I walked up, I said, sir, um, is there anything I can help you with? And, you know, he looks at me and he says, there is not a bleepity bleep thing you can do to help me. And at that point, uh, you know, kind of the two things came back and I thought about all the things I could do. Um, but then the spirit of God, um, took over and I said, Oh, I looked and I saw he was uh, he was delivering newspapers and I could see uh, he was working and it looked like he was texting somebody and and I just said I'm so sorry um, I could tell 
you're having a bad day and I'm sorry for that. Um, um, can I pray for you right now? And he looked and he kind of, kind of got, um, you know, went back and forth. You could see how he was going to respond. And he, he said, all right. And, you know, he goes, I said, well, how can I pray for you? What, what can I do? And he's like, God knows, God knows if just God knows what I've been asking him for and, and praying for. So, um, he knows. And so we just bowed our heads or I bowed my heads. I said a prayer, um, you know, said, I'm real sorry for, for whatever's going on. But, um, there's people out there, even, even in your neighborhoods, um, that are just having a really tough time and it's difficult. And so we are, we are aware of that and we are cognizant and, you know, God has, uh, taken the first step in Christ. And that's what the incarnation is, is that's what this season is all about is that, um, God knew what he was doing. And so let's go to the book of Galatians chapter four. We're going to read, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to read it. Galatians chapter four, verses four through five. But when the right time came and it is the right time now, and it was the right time then God sent his son born of a woman subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. What I want to see right there is um, just just what God did in Christ. It was the right time. And that word to buy back or to buy freedom, that's the word redeem. And you could see it on your insert right there. It's uh, to purchase freedom. That's what this means. To save from being lost. To buy off the claims of an injured man. And to satisfy the one who has been wronged. And, you know, that's what God did in Christ. He, he purchased our freedom. He bought us back. He paid off the claims of the injured man. How different would life be for some of us if, if somebody paid off our claims, to pur- purchased our freedom, if they came in and they, they paid off all of your credit card debt? And then they paid off that other card and then they they paid off the card your spouse doesn't know about. And then they they paid off your car and your student loans and your house. And and they did all of this. And and how different would your life be if somebody came in and they they just paid your debt? That's what happened in Christ. You know, we're we're having another baby coming up here in February and it uh, feels like we just finished paying off our last one. You know, he's finally ours. He's finally, um, we, he's finally all paid off. And um, I just want, I just want you to get that idea that that's what happened in Christ as he paid off our debt. He, he purchased our freedom. He saved us from being lost. But let's look at the world that um, Jesus stepped into. It's a, it's a, it, the, what was it like at the time when Jesus was born? Well, first it was a time of, of prophetic discontent. That's a big word there, and that's a, a big thing. But, but that's what the nation was like. The nation had been looking for a Savior, a Messiah, a King, someone to come and set them free, and it hadn't happened. They were enslaved by, by another nation, Rome, who had just taken over the world, and, and their temple had been destroyed, and their city had been destroyed, and it was rebuilt, but it, it never reached the glory um, that it had originally, and they were they were crying out and waiting. Is God, where are you? When will you come? When what 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 will when will you do this? And it's like the guy I talked to um, in in the car. You know, he's 
God knows I've been waiting and I've been praying and I've been hoping and and it's not come through. You know, there's a national discontent in the in the prophetic word that God had given them, and we get to personal prophetic discontent discontent or we're just hoping and we're believing God, but sometimes the promise, it just doesn't seem like it's going through, but God's promise comes through in Christ. And it was even kind of a global time. You had you had the, the, the three kings, the magi, the, the ones that made the, the trip to come and to bring the gold and frankincense and myrrh that we see, you know, they, they, um, they probably got their information from Daniel who was in the east and the head of the magi the wise men the astrologers even like god had put a person that was even in charge of all of that and he wrote many things down and he he probably told them what was happening and what would happen when the messiah would be born and so they made the trip because they were waiting for a promise and so god came into a place that was waiting for a promise and if you're here and you're waiting for god's promise Know that he has come for you in the time of your prophetic or the time of your just discontent. It was also a time of political turmoil. Um, yeah, we, we have problems today politically and we, we, we think, oh, the world is going to end and everybody's going crazy. But, but it, was, it was even worse back then because there was a nation that had enslaved them. How, how would we be different if a nation came here and enslaved us and and they told the people like think about the power go back to your hometown and register for the pay taxes and and everybody in that area did that like that's just wild that that just doesn't make sense like that's why joseph and mary and and jesus they went back to to bethlehem because that's where he was from but like that wasn't easy like today how would that affect us today like imagine you had to go back to your hometown, but you couldn't jump in the minivan or, or your car or an airplane. Like you had to walk or take a donkey. Like that was some political turmoil. There was riots and rebellions and uprisings. And you had the zealots that would, would try to rise up and throw off the, the Roman control. And then Rome would bring peace by the sword. And if you could be have peace, if, if you just follow our plans and, and they had, they set up a Caesar who would just become the, almost like the son of God is what they called him. God on earth, the savior, like that's the Lord, like that's how they saw him. And so it was a time of incredible political turmoil, prophetic discontent, where's God going to be? And the other thing it was like, there was, there was a lot of family conflict because Jesus was born to a woman who who said she was a virgin and you know that did not go over well you know people didn't believe and people didn't oh yeah sure a virgin and and then they go they travel to their hometown these are joseph's people joseph's family and 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 they couldn't find a place to stay even though she was pregnant, they wind up sleeping in a barn. How many, I, I just got to believe that, yes, it was full, but some of that had to do with the fact that they didn't want them in their house. There was conflict in their family. Uh, Joseph and Mary were not welcome because, oh yeah, a virgin. I'm sure you are. Oh, I'm sure you, I'm, I'm sure that God has, has birthed his son in your womb, Mary. And, and 
in this season, you know, there's all kinds of prophetic discontent, political turmoil, but there's also like in our lives, just that family conflict. But if God can break down the barrier of separation between humanity and himself in Christ, then we got to believe that all the barriers, all the separation that we have between each other, that that can be broken as well in Christ. Because the, the barrier between us and God was way bigger than the barrier between that we have between each other, the ones that we set up through, when we get offended and we get hurt. And, and in Christ, um, that, can be, that can be resolved. In fact, because we have the Spirit of Christ within us, just as God took the first step towards us, we, we can take the first step towards our family members because his spirit lives in us and that's what he does. And maybe we won't be successful, but, but a lot of times we will be when the spirit of God comes and, and, and lives within us and does what he does. <clears throat> let's, let's look on a little more. There's, there's another verse I want to give you out of Hebrews chapter 2. And it says, because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil, who had the power over death. And only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Because God's children are human beings we know that the son of god did not come to help the angels he came to help the descendants of abraham therefore it was necessary for him to be made like us in every respect his brothers and sisters so that he could be a merciful and a faithful high priest before god then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. See, the first point I want to say is since we are human, God became a human in Jesus. And that's, that's insane. Like, how do you explain that? Like, I don't understand, but I believe it, that, that God loved us so much that the word became flesh. I don't understand that. I, I can't wrap my mind around it. But if I'm serving a God that I can fully understand, then he is not big enough. He is not. But I do know that as the word became flesh, that gap, that distance between humanity and divinity was broken. And we don't have to be slaves to that. The next thing it says, he could not die. Unless he became a man. I want you to think about that. Like, like all of the rest of Christianity rests on the fact that the word became flesh. Because if he wasn't flesh and he wasn't here, then everything else we celebrate. He, he could have never done what he did or taught what he taught. He could have never died and paid the price for our sins. Our sins would still be a debt against us, but he paid that price, but he didn't stop there at the cross because after he died, three days later, he rose again. And because he lives, we can now live. Yes, our debt is paid, but we have access to life, but he didn't stop there because after he rose again, he, sent the, he ascended to heaven to the right hand of God to intercede for us on our behalf. God 
did this for us, the resurrected son of God, after he died, after the word became flesh, sits at the right hand of God, interceding for us. And then he sent the Holy Spirit to come and live with us and guide us and teach us and and empower us. And none of this could have happened without Christmas. Now, the word Christmas, you know, we we get confused. There's controversy. Christmas just, it means Christ's mass, a mass. If you you want to go back to how the early church did it, almost all of their gatherings were centered around a meal where they would come and they would fellowship and and they would take communion and they would take, they would mass is what it is, communion. And they would, they would eat the bread and they would drink the juice and they would celebrate the, the death and the resurrection of Christ until he comes. Um, that's what it means, Christ's Mass. And without the, the Christ coming to earth, none of the rest of that he did could, could actually happen. The third point is, Jesus came to destroy the devil, the one with the power over death. Now, now I want you to think, because I think this is one of the coolest things that Jesus did. I mean, it obviously is that he died on the cross for our sins, but I want you to think about why he did that and how, how cool it is. Because if you were to attack me, and, and, and I use my own weapon to put you down, like that's, that's good. That's good, you know, like I grab my knife or a gun and I, I defend myself with something I already have. But if you come into my house or you come to attack me and I take your weapon and I use your weapon to put you down, like that's even cooler. That's that's what we love those movies. Like any movie with Matt Damon, like that's what he does. They they pull he pulls a gun on Matt Damon, and Matt Damon does some kind of wrist lock, and he, he takes the weapon and he puts him down. And he's just showing how much superior, more superior he is than the people that were against him. And Jesus Christ is way more superior than the devil. Like he is over him, above and beyond. Light always pushes back darkness. Darkness cannot push back light he took the devil's own weapon the weapon of death and he used it against him to purchase our victory and i just think i think that's awesome and i think that's amazing and i think that that just speaks to the glory of god and what he does in in christ and that's why this season is so important and and you know we i have people talking usually around the christmas season i that's when Christians they get conflicts like should we celebrate Christmas like it was it was on a you know isn't it why do we do it on the 25th well he didn't wasn't probably born at that time of the year let's just be honest like he probably wasn't he was probably born in the spring to the best that we could tell but they do it on the 25th um, because that was a time and a lot of people will say this, you know, raise your hand. Have you ever heard somebody say, you know, we can't celebrate Christmas cause it's really a pagan holiday. Like, I want you to think about this. Yes. Um, they did worship the sun, the com- kind of coming back the winter solstice when the sun would, that was the darkest day would stop and the sun would come back and days would begin to get longer. Um, that was like a festival. And I got to believe that, 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 you know, as Christianity overcame the empire, that that they stopped worshiping the sun, but they already had this day that they were used to gathering and fellowshipping and and doing this, and and Christ won. He took victory. He said, "That's my day. I will not let you have that day, devil. I will not." 
And so people say, well, well, but, but how can you do that? Well, we have a lot of things that come from paganism, like just in our regular lives. Like if we're going to throw out Christmas because that day, like that, that day, the 25th or the 24th, because it had the, the, the roots in paganism. Well, let's get rid of Sunday. Let's not call it Sunday because that's the day they dedicated to the sun. And then we got to do something with Thursday because that was Thor's day. Like that was a day dedicated to worshiping Thor. Not the Avengers Thor, but like Thor, the god of thunder. And so you, you should call it something different. Like let's, let, 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 let's be consistent is all I'm saying. If you have no problem with a Thursday, like when was the last time you woke up on a Thursday and you really worship Thor? I haven't. I don't. I can't even imagine that. Some of you might not have even known that. And then, then me, Martinez. Well, my whole last name is dedicated to the Mars, the god of war. And I, And then, man, if you're going to do something about that Christmas and, and Sunday and Thor's Day, and then I got to change my last name. And that only affects me. But if, if your last name is Martin, then you got to worry about that too. Well, then what are we going to do with August? Like, it's a whole month. A whole month we got to figure out what to do. But, you know, but I don't know anything else to call that month that comes before September. Like, I, I don't. And, but if we're going to be consistent, let's just be consistent. Or can you honestly say, you know, I don't worship Caesar Augustus in August. And I don't worship Thor on Thursday. I don't ever worship the sun. I mean, I like the sun. It makes things warm. I like warmth better than cold. I thank God for photosynthesis and all the things that happen to make our planet habitable. But the source is God. Like, God gave us the sun, so I worship God, the source. I don't wake up and worship the sun. And it's just so funny how Christians will, will, will actually sometimes get in arguments this time and say, how can you even do that? Because it's based in paganism. There's a lot that comes from that. There's a lot. And we just... But, but I, don't, I don't think I'm worshiping the sun on that day. I'm remembering the resurrected Christ. Who was incarnate when the word became flesh. Like that's, that's what I remember. And I will do that every day. Not just Sunday. Not just Christmas or or Easter, but but every day, every day. Now, words matter, and, and we should know the history, and I encourage you to study, and you don't have to agree with me on this. Like This is one of the things, like, we don't have to agree uh, on this, on, on whether we should celebrate Christmas on the 24th, but, but we better agree on the incarnation, and we better agree uh, on the resurrection and on the death of Christ. Like, that's what we agree on. If so if you choose not to participate in anything that's going on in this season, that is perfectly fine. But I want to ask you this. Like, we have no problem saying that if there's a non-believer or a non-Christian who celebrates Christmas, we do not think that they are secretly celebrating Christ. Right? No, they don't know anything about him. They don't have any knowledge, any awareness. That he means nothing to them. And we don't, we don't say, oh, well, you do that. You're really worshiping Jesus. Ha ha, we got you. No. So why do we do that with Christians? With people who have Thursday on their calendars? Oh, 
secretly celebrating Thor every Thursday. No, we don't. All I'm saying is let's just be consistent. And also, let's not argue about it. Because if you don't want to celebrate and you don't want to have this time in your life, like, okay. But do you celebrate the incarnation? You know, these these times a year where we purposely set apart as a church, like from history, history's past, like these certain seasons and rhythms of life, they're there to help us remember. It gives us a, a reason to, to reevaluate the incarnation. Because we can get so caught up in our regular lives that it's good for a time of year to focus on that. Same thing with the resurrection, you know. Yes, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus daily and we, or daily and we take communion here as a church uh, the second and fourth Sundays of every month. And, and we try to remember the resurrection of Christ. But, but one time a year, it's kind of nice to have a, just a little separate thing and make a big deal out of it. Because it does something and it helps us remember and it encourages our hearts. And so, you may not agree, and I hope I'm not offending people, but I want you guys to just think about this time. And, and there might be somebody here who you, um, you, know, you feel separated from God. You feel like that barrier is too big, whether it's your sin or whether, whether it's depression or you might have some prophetic discontent where you've been waiting for God to do something doesn't seem like he's doing it or politics are driving you crazy because all of them doesn't matter what party you're a part of it's all gone insane and you don't know how to handle it or you have family conflict where where there's just too much drama and this time of year just makes you go crazy and you don't know kind of how to handle it but i want to tell you that jesus knows what it's like the word became flesh and he can relate to you and he's here today or maybe you, your sin debt is just too great. You feel guilty. Well, it was paid for. He became flesh so that he could die for you. And he loves you. So right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, is, is there somebody here you feel separated from God? You feel far away from him? Would you just put your hands up so we can know who we're praying for. Amen. All right, well, you guys, would you stand with me? And I'm going to kind of tell you what we're going to do right now and how we're going to end the service. You, you have three options. Option one, we have prayer teams up here that are coming up to the front. And, and if you need prayer for anything, like they would love to pray for you to bring your requests before our Father in heaven and just be there as as somebody who would lift up whatever your need is to lift it up to God. Like they don't have any special powers, but they know one who does and they would love to pray for you. Option two, um, uh, we're, we're going to worship a little bit. So if you, you like just to hang out in the presence of God, just to worship him and, and just enjoy him and celebrate his incarnation and, and just stay here in the presence of God for a few more minutes, um, th- there's going to be some worship time. And then option three, if, if you're ready to go, and then you go and you have a great week. And you remember what Christ did for you and how the word became flesh. And he took the first step and he took your, your penalty on the cross and you rejoice in that. So those are your three options. We have prayer teams. You can hang out and worship. Or if you're ready to go, go and be blessed. But we love you guys. And we thank you for coming.